I listen. I can feel it. I experience it. And I breathe it. This is music to me. And who am I? My name is Nina, and I'm a music lover. And I'm about to take you on a journey into one of the craziest industries in the world. is Connected by Frequency. Welcome, music lovers, to another episode of Connected by Frequency podcast. My name is Nina, and I will be your host on this journey. As I said at the beginning of my first episode, I will be inviting various people involved in electronic music industry development. And this time, I decided to welcome one of the best singers of all time if we talk about electronic music, of course. We will be doing this via Zoom, because she lives in LA, and she wanted to do me the honor and be my guest. But before we start, I need to kindly ask you for your generous support. If you like what you see and hear in this show, please make this easier for me by supporting me via Patreon or PayPal. All the information will be written in the video description and on Connected by Frequency Facebook page. And please, don't forget to subscribe on my channel, like and share this video with the world and leave a comment if you have anything to say. I will much appreciate it. Thank you. Today, this wonderful soul decided to take part in my show. Um, she is a singer, a songwriter, a producer, a composer, and a DJ. <laughs> her beautiful voice and her tracks ended up in compilations such as Paul Van Dyke's Politics of Dancing, Tiesto's In Search of Sunrise, Ford 5th and 6th edition, uh, and I'm not gonna I'm not even going to try to name all the collaborations she, she did with famous DJs. The number is mind-blowing. Um, she is the holder of four Grammy nominations and numerous songwriting awards, but we all know that one biggest um, Grammy award she won in 2004, alongside Gabriel and Dresden for the best progressive trans track. And this is the track. We But above all, this is how the world sees her. A positive mindset, energetic soul, and a passionate music lover. Ladies and gentlemen, one and only Miss Wonderful Jess Breeden. <laughs> Hello, darling. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. You're welcome. Tell me, first of all, how are you feeling? I am good. I am good. I'm back in LA. I was in New York for a seven months so it's been a couple of weeks a little bit transition getting back here but i'm feeling good i'm back in the flow of it all and i'm really happy to be here with you <laughs> thank you i'm glad <laughs> um i need to ask you one one thing for the start um are you a super woman or what <laughs> because of course i knew everything you, you do and everything you did but uh, when i actually put uh all of that in the presentation that I sent to you, I realized you're not a human. <laughs> Where does that energy come from? I don't, you know, I do have a lot of energy just naturally, like I'm a hyper person, but um, I think it just comes from just the passion I have for, you know, writing music and creating things like new things all the time and just, 
come, I have so many ideas all the time and it, it's really what keeps me going in life. And so I think that's just what it is. And I, I always look for new ways to have, uh, you know, to, to move forward, to get better. You know, it's like, I always want to be better than the next thing. And I just never have the passion I've had for music, which has been pretty much my whole life has really never wavered. You know, it gets mm -hmm. stronger, you know, as I get older. So it's, it's weird. <laughs> I guess. And I guess you like to test your limits and this is why you try a lot of new stuff all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I like so many different things, you know, I and I think one thing inspires another, you know, and, and just the way the world is these days, you've got so many different things coming at you and so many possibilities. Um, you know, you don't have to just be one thing. And so I do have passion for many different types of music and things so I want to try them all <laughs> that's good <laughs> I like that state of mind um, so when I was thinking how to start this conversation uh, I had a lot of difficulties and you wonder why well the problem is your professional background and number of projects you were part of it is crazy. Um, of course, firstly, I thought I should begin with one of the most famous <laughs> awarded track, track of all time in the electronic music industry. Uh, but then I realized, let's go from the end. So let's talk about your last album um, you released just recently called Lay Down. Uh, first of all, congratulations on that. It is super amazing. <laughs> I really like it. And um, it is your fourth album, right? How are you satisfied with it? Well, you know, it's something different, I think, than my fans are used to. But it's so to me, that's such a song that is so me. You know, it has a lot of things in it melodically, lyrically, you know, uh, vocally, the way I did the vocals and layered the vocals and the ad libs and the sort of the R&B vibe about it. I'm from New York and I grew up with a lot of different music, you know, and I, I just, I love that soulful sound, you know? And so I think that this song kind of, you know, incorporates all those things I love in it. And, um, I think also when I was writing it, I really, I, I there's a whole bunch of songs that I wrote at a certain time that are just that you'll be hearing that are going to come out, um, soon um one at a time but i just i wanted to test the waters with that and my fans are so lovely because i know they love me for the dance songs but they know that i do a lot of different things so um i've been really happy with the way people have gotten into that song and i'm very proud of it it's really hard it was hard to let go of it because uh, it's hard to let go of things to finish things and say it's finished so I, i think there's many many versions of it but i'm finally happy it came out and i'm so happy you like it and there's more coming in that kind of uh, vein Perfect. Cannot wait for that. <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, catch one of those uh, songs uh, from your last album. Uh, it's called Tight Wires. I think the video is coming out. Um, and uh, this is actually this track is really well accepted as far as I as, as far as I know. Uh, so 
I'm just going to use this opportunity to ask you one thing. Um, so for you, what walking on tight wires in electronic music industry means? Well, I think walk, uh, I think uh, walking in the electronic music industry, this is, you know, every day as you're walking on tight wires. For me, it's a little bit, you know, about, you know, all the things we persevere at in our lives. You know, with this song, you know, I, I write a lot about, I mean, we all write about love. We all write about pain and we write about hurt. And this song, is sort of about um, how somebody lifts you up. You know, it's not, it's not, it's about being, um, you know, how someone makes you feel stronger instead of mm -hmm. pushes you down and how, how they help you sort of like get through the hurdles in your life, your insecurities. And um, it means a lot to me because I've been very lucky in my life to have people who, you know, when I'm down or when I'm having a hard time or, you know, really lift me up and, you know, keep it going on. I couldn't definitely, I mean, there's a lot of that inside me, but I think having the right people around you, surrounding yourself with positive people um, and people who believe in you is always going to be so important, especially in this business, because the music business in general, the dance, music business is very, it's very hard, you know, and even in the last year, it's become even more hard. So this song I wrote during the pandemic and it was just sort of how you just got to keep moving forward, keep being positive. You know, there's going to be hurdles. There's going to be things that are going to always want to knock you down, but you just keep going. And collectively, um, you know, I think we all go through that. So yeah. That's what it meant to me. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That, that's proper thinking. I like that. And it's really good. And it's really important that you have uh, all those people around you. Uh, but we're going to mention this later on. Um, so, uh, Unleash the Beat. Uh, this, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I was watching some interview um, and uh, the guy who was interviewing you said, uh, unleash the beast. <laughs> I know. I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. So uh, this started uh, as a compilation, right? And turned into a radio show. And now you're doing live stream, you know, what Twitch and YouTube. And how did this happen? Well, you know, it's it's a crazy story because many, many, you know, at least like seven years ago, I was doing kind of like these podcasts every once in a while with a very wide mixture of music. And uh, my friend KT who works with me suggested, uh, well, actually it goes back before that. Someone, I was at um, a huge concert in New York and one of the radio programmers said, oh, why don't you do a radio show? And I thought, from from that podcast and so i said i gave it some thought because we kind of while putting our shows together are doing radio shows in a way and um, i'm not i wasn't like the best dj at the time but i think being a good dj is sort of like creating the vibe and the journey and i'm good at that so i started with one just for fun, I sent it out and the response was so good. And this is like six years ago. <laughs> and then uh, Katie, my friend who works with me said, well, you know what, you really have to do it once a week. And I said, I, 
I'm not going to do it once a week. But never wanting to say no, I started doing it once a week. <laughs> and I've been doing it once a week ever since. And I'm on 456 episodes now once a week and it's grown and grown and, and originally it was just an hour show that goes out all over the world on stations all over the world um but then the pandemic happened and i was doing shows every you know 50th show 100th show and i uh hit the 400th show and just there was just a feeling you know we all kind of needed each other at that time and I just felt like a calling to have to, to, to not have to do it, but want to do it for, for my fans and just for everybody to make people feel good. And so it turned into me doing it once a week uh, live. And that was actually on Facebook and things and things changed and that became Twitch. And then it became two hours a week. I so know. it's just kept on it's it's grown and grown and it's it's been a it's been pretty pretty wild um you know being on twitch every week and youtube and i i'm on vk every week as well so um but it's been lovely i've met so many people i've met so many fans you know in such a more intimate way you know like really getting to know them and i think it's really gotten me through and them through the pandemic too. I, I know, you know, all of us will say that, you know, in a way to be able to just get together and talk and support each other. So it's still going we're going for a thousand. So <laughs> I don't see it stopping. <laughs> and, and you shouldn't definitely, because I think people really like it. And a lot of people actually follow this. So this is, important and this is actually like a game to you so you enjoy doing it this is something you know that people need to to do uh while doing everything anything they do i mean it doesn't really matter what kind of job they're doing but if you're not enjoying it you're wasting your time <laughs> yeah no that's true it's you know it's a lot of work but it's been incredible to like you know to be in touch with the music too and see like every, every week, how many, I mean, even do the radio show, I listen to so many promos and things, but it's been interesting, just inspiring for songs I write too and ideas. And, and so all around, it's been a pretty cool, cool thing. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, you also formed your own label intonation uh, with basically trans artists <laughs> yeah. um, involved over there. Uh, how did you decide actually to start that? I mean, alongside a lot bigger labors, labels and bigger artists. So how and why? Well, we started it in 2015 and I always wanted to have my own label. Partially it goes back to because I do a lot of different music and I work with a lot of different labels and mostly in dance, but you know, a lot of my artist stuff has a lot of, you know, is very different. So I wanted, uh, originally I wanted a way to release it, um, release the things I wanted to, you know, and to branch out that way. But I knew I was going to also sign a lot of up and coming great music. Um, and I think a little bit, of, I wanted to give back a little bit too, because I remember when I got my first, uh, 
record contract and I signed things, you know, you, you just kind of green. You don't really know some, some, I mean, some of the artists I signed do know a lot and some are more starting out. And so I like, you know, kind of help them along the way and, you know, teach them things that I've learned before and, and be supportive, be encouraging. Cause you don't always get that. You think, Oh, I'm going to sign this and oh, everything's going to go great, but you really have to do so much work yourself. So, um, and I, I really just love, you know, promoting different kinds of music and different people. So that's really how it started <laughs> and it's still going and, and lay down was actually released on intonation, um, which is one. And then I have the intonation axiom, which is dance. So I have like two. So I put different types of music on each ones. Perfect. I like the part where you like to help young people. And this is the reason why actually one of the reasons why you started doing it. Because I think this yeah. is really important um, to just direct young people who just entered the, the industry. Yeah. Um, so they could, you know, grow easily in the best possible way. So perfect. <laughs> and there's so um, many ways to, you know, there's so many things you have to know now. You know, the way music changes like every month, <laughs> different companies because of the Internet, because of way to collect your money and to know how to register your songs. And there's just so much to know. It's, it's crazy. So if I can help them do that, set up their profiles, help them do that. I, it, it's I love to do that. That's true. Perfect. Um, so. How did you actually decided to uh, decide to get into electronic music? Because um, you started as a singer and a songwriter, and I think uh, 2001 was that game changer year for you, because that was the moment when one big name, <laughs> as such as Paul and Dyke, um, noticed you, and uh, I think uh, he decided because he liked you. I mean, I mean, you're gonna tell me about it, of course, um, to um, get you into his compilation uh, by Ministry of Sound called, it, called Politics of Dancing, one of the best compilations, if you ask me. Um, so th this was actually that important push that you got uh, back then, right? Yeah. yeah, it was kind of, I didn't really know much about dance music or the dance world. I mean, I've always said I love dance music and I used to go out clubbing all the time, you know, growing up in New York. Uh, but this is like a whole different type of uh, dance music, trance and progressive and all that. That was not, I really knew nothing about it. And I know I've, I've, you know, said this many times in interviews, but I, um, was working in a studio and I met a kid that was very into the rave scene. And I just was like blown away because I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he played me a bunch of things. And because we worked together at the studio, we would record at night and we recorded a song called Star Children. And that's the one that you're talking about that got yeah. on Politics of Dancing. And I didn't know who Paul Van Dyke was either or anyone um yeah it was too early so yeah it was like but i loved it i i always say this because especially trance and and 
it's so, uh, you know, everybody's like, I got goosebumps, you know, because it, there's such this um, combination of vocals and melody that just like when it's right, it's just perfect. And I think that's what those songs strive for, you know, when there's a vocal in there. So obviously that was very exciting to me. And um, so, yeah, I got on that, that, compilation i had no really idea what was going on <laughs> but it's funny when i do shows you know really um big fans they know that song and it's a great song and then that just led to so many more things um i started to go to my first rave and see what was out there but it was a really a learning process and 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 because it was so new it was really like wow this is wild <laughs> and, and very inspiring. So uh, I kind of just kept going. <laughs> exactly. It, it is wild, but you liked it. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as you said, it, that opened a lot new collaborations with big names, um, big DJs and producers. And uh, of course, one of the most significant collaboration was with Tiesto. Right. So um, I think uh, that track called Everything um, that uh, was part of his album Elements of Life um, was also one of those important uh, moments that happened uh, in in your history, <laughs> speaking of, of dance music. Um, and you Soon, soon after that, uh, you became uh, as an opening artist um, in his worldwide tour. Speaking of this album, right? So, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's uh, well. There's a little bit of things in between um, that, but it is a funny story because I had a song called "Like a Waterfall." with Solar Stone, which is what got on In Search of Sunrise 4. And I went to my very first winter music conference. Mm -hmm. And when you are walking around, there's all these um, flyers all over the street. And I saw this In Search of Sunrise release party at the Heineken Hall in Amsterdam. And it was like, mm -hmm. you know, filthy. I picked it up. I'm like, hmm you know, because my song was on there, maybe I'm going to write him and see if I could come and sing it. And so I did. I wrote them and um, they said yes. <laughs> and I was like, wow. So um, I went and did that show and that sort of started everything, uh, you know, the relationship with, with Tiesto and it was a huge show. So I'd already had sort of done that with him. And that sort of led to um, him signing my first record, Disconnect. And I had everything on his album, Elements of Life. And then that's when we did the Elements of Life tour. And there's a couple other things in between the motorcycle. I really <laughs> met him at the NEC arena first when I played with motorcycle there in 2004 to 10,000 people. And they all sang the song and we had no idea how big the song was, but I, I met him there backstage and, you know, we said, we got to do something together. So <laughs> that's how it's, how it started. It was kind of like a snowball effect. You know, you just got to keep on 
riding the wave and sort of, you know, one thing leads to another. So this really, really did. This is how things happen, I think, in backstage. <laughs> <laughs> backstage. It's all backstage. <laughs> yeah. Every I time. Yeah, no, no, that was fun. That was fun. So you mentioned also, of course, In Search of Sunrise, um, and you, as you said, signed for his label, Black Hole Recordings, back then. Yep. Yes. So it was like a journey for you, I guess. <laughs> Completely. So, um, okay. Um, uh, let me ask you about this. So you collaborated with a lot of different names and I'm not, I'm not even going to try to name all of them because really the list is too long and I'm going to miss someone for sure. But I'm going to name a couple of those people. Um, sorry if I miss someone really important. Um, <laughs> uh, just to people to get to know um, what am I talking about? I mean, the ones who don't know you that much. Right. So you work with Tiesto, Paul Van Dyke, Gabriel Andres, and of course, uh, Armin Van Buren, Ferry Corsten, BT, Paul Wackenfold, um, Cosmigate, ATB, and so on and so on. Uh, so who was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a no, question. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so um, who was that hardest to work with <laughs> and with who it went easily <laughs> oh that's not fair <laughs> i will say everyone was really wonderful to work with and very different you know bt i got to work with him in the room you know and i don't a lot of people i don't get to work with um you know in the studio a lot of times it's just like this or back and forth um so that was you know awesome to be able to really work with someone in the studio and you know when when you work in the studio some some amazing things happen like every other way and um lighten things um Tiesto I did get to work with in the studio as well which was great and Gabrielle Justin I did um Let's see, um, I think maybe, you know, ATB, we got, we went on a beautiful tour. He is amazing. And, but he's very uh, particular. So I had a lot of like rewrites and things to do. So, you know, if you want to say hardest, but he's not hard, he's a sweetheart, but it's just like more back and forth, more chiseling, more, you know. Um, Perfectionist. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. And, I'm, you know, I'm fine Cosmic Gate, they're so fun, no matter how you slice it. They're also picky, too, you know, and we've gone back and forth, but they're awesome and so talented. Uh, Paul Van Dyke, you know, he, he's so amazing, but he did, you know, he he's more of supporting uh, the songs and everything. I would love to do an original with him. Um, Armin as well. I would love to do an original with him. So it's weird actually that you didn't do anything with him. No, it's 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 on my it's on my list. I really really want to do something with him. I it has to be amazing. It has to be great. So. No, oh, it will happen for it sure. Must think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just realized that that is actually the truth <laughs> what you're talking about. Wow. Okay, um so let's talk, of course, we, we need to mention this. Um, I think you ta talked about this project a uh, hundred times, uh, but we need to talk about it a little bit. Motorcycle project that 
which you did with Gabriel and Dresden, and of course, Grammy Award track As the Rush Comes. Uh, so in 2004, uh, this track was nominated for the Grammy Award and it won uh, this award for the best progressive trans track back then. So do you remember how you felt uh, when you found out this track won this award and how you feel about it right now, 20 years later? I know, wow. <laughs> almost. Um, it's... Um, Let's see, is it? No, it's 14, 15 years. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's been a, you know, it's amazing. I'm, it's amazing to have a song that you still love, you know, so much and are proud of. And I think kind of transcends time and doesn't get, you know, stale. It really has a sound that was, very um, progressive then and now it still stands up, you know, and <laughs> it's crazy how many different remixes there are out there um, of it. But I mean, I, I, I was, you know, it was something I was working for, you know, that was a goal back then to have a big song like that. So, I mean, I was pinching myself uh, when we were working on it, I've said this before, we kind of, we really felt like we have something special, but you write so many things, you don't know what is going to rise to the top. And things were a little bit, you know, songs were diff a little different the way they grew. You know, this one grew sort of in Europe and made its way to America. And, um, since we were here, we didn't really know how big it was there when it was really huge. So, you know, I, I just feel so blessed to be part of such a, a song that's affected people and touched people and connected with people. So, so well, I mean, that's really what you strive for when you're writing music. So I was really, you know, it was an amazing time and singing it i must have sung that song and performed that song so many times but i still you know when i sing it i still feel it you know it's not like oh i have to sing that song i really do feel it and when i play it in the show i still feel it so i think that to me is really crazy <laughs> you know no this is i mean the song is I don't have words to describe this, you know, one of those <laughs> tracks that's everlasting, you know, and um, I, I, I'm not sure how actually really to describe, it's, this is not of course the, the only song that I feel like this about, and, uh, but usually it happens with those old school classic <laughs> songs, uh, but you know, I, I, I realize that people right now do, as you said, a lot of remixes of this track. But <laughs> what do you generally think of, of that? Do you like when people do remixes of your tracks or it depends? I, I love, you know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of great remixes of, of this track. Um, you know, it's a really, you know, it's a really 
special vocal as well, you know, so it's like you can kind of put it on things and it'll work out if it's, you know, a good bed of music. But, um, you know, remixes in general are such, you know, a, a great way to reinvent a song. And I welcome remixes if they're really good remixes, you know, they can refresh a song and, you know, especially a song that's been out a long time can give it a whole new life. Um, you can change it completely. You know, it's amazing what you can do with a remix. So I do welcome remixes. I love remixes. Um, you know, that's why my original records like Disconnect and High Glow and, and Into the Dawn and stuff like that, I specifically did the original versions to not be you know, to sort of be more of the shorter, um, not, not focused on the sound of a remix because I wanted it to be remixed into different versions. So, yeah, I mean, there are amazing remixes out there and I, I do love getting good remixes. Yeah. But above all, I think it's, it's, uh, It's a good sign because it's like a confirmation that you did a great job when someone <laughs> yeah. picks this track to do a remix. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. Um, so you were actually um, a Grammy nominee four times, right? So in 2007, 11, 15 and 16. I'm just yeah. going to say, wow. <laughs> with some, you know, on, on some records, uh, you know, with obviously with Tiesto, with BT mm -hmm. on their records mm -hmm. and their songs. So in that way, uh, we did have one, I think it was 2018 from a release of mine called Hold On mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, nominated for Best Remix, a Fatum remix. So that was very exciting because we actually got to go to the Grammys and walk the red carpet and do all that. Uh, so yeah love going to the Grammys <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> you, you get used to it okay <laughs> so as you said at the beginning uh, it's really important that you have uh, a support uh, from different people that exist around you so who is actually the biggest support or maybe <laughs> a couple of persons um, not not only speaking um, Uh, in electronic music, related to the electronic music, but generally, besides music, besides anything related to the music, who is that? Well, important? you know, I have um, to thank all my fans so much because <laughs> they are my biggest support. You know, I think every day their support um, for me and to keep going and you know so i have to thank them the most but i'm you know i'm i'm blessed that i have a small team i have richard robson i have kt thomas that have worked with me for forever and i have you know a lot of label support from black hole and i have um obviously my parents and um So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, that, that close sort of everyday thing is, is not that many people and my, and my good friends, but, um, you know, it's just making sure that the people in your life are on your side. And I was just talking about this with my friend the other day who was dealing with some, some things with, um, 
the people they're working with. And, you know, it's hard, you know, you're going to get criticism all the time and you, you have to take it, you know, like people have opinions. There's a lot of opinions that people will love to share with you all the time. But as long as it's like constructive criticism and not like putting you down or, you know, there's ways of, <laughs> of it's always important that people that you're working with in your inner circle are ones that are like, you know, not generalizing things for you and kind of like lifting you up and sort of pointing you in the right directions without, you know, giving you too much, you know, you don't want anything toxic in your life. So I think that's important. And, you know, it's a, it's a very sensitive time and, um, it's important to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good people, especially when you're an artist, because we are so sensitive, <laughs> the littlest thing, you know, and you have to have really thick skin to take, you know, things that come at you every day. So, um, you know, I just feel very lucky that I've had people that have stuck with me and, you know, help me get through some things every day you know, that I probably wouldn't still be here if it wasn't for them. I agree on that, definitely. Um, okay, um, so you're also performing as a DJ, as we mentioned at the beginning. Um, usually you, you combine singing and DJing, which is phenomenal. Um, how did you decide to try that out? I mean, we were talking <laughs> about you wanting to experiment to try new stuff, but, you know, combining these two, it's not really something that you will find like people do often yeah no it's it's been a very learning experience i mean i think i think with the unleash the beat show and just doing so many tracks um you know a lot of times as singers we walk on and we do our songs with our djs that we're working with and um but I just wanted to do more. Um, so I, I just was one day sort of trying to combine the two. And it's kind of tricky when you're, when you're doing a show to put your tracks in there. And it's, especially in clubs, it's very hard to make it sound great you know, vocals and music. So I've been working on it. I think it's, it's crazy when I think about how long I've actually been doing my shows like that. It's years, but, um, you know, I'm still trying to perfect it, but I think it just, it came from me wanting to combine the two things I was doing with the show and the music and being able to really do a long show, you know, mm -hmm. to really bring in experience to everybody. And I know they always want me just to sing, you know, so it's kind of funny. You got to kind of put it together very carefully. And um, so, but because I can DJ, I kind of know like what I want to hear next. And so it, one thing helped the other and that's how it sort of started. <laughs> and now it's just, you know, uh, a monster. <laughs> I could play four hours and sing four hours, but, um, so, but I really, I really do enjoy it. It's fun to sort of like, you know, set yourself up musically with other tracks and then change it up and, and sing. So, but it's constantly evolving. I'm changing it all the time. And right now I'm, we've had so much time to think about things. So right now I'm thinking about ways to, to switch it up for my next shows. 
which will happen soon, I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spe- speaking of that, um, what actually, what is that one thing? I guess there is a lot of things, but uh, one particular thing that you miss the most in the last year and a half, and you still, of course, miss because this is not going to end soon, I guess. I know. <laughs> I know. It is. Um, just the the energy and the you know it's it is sometimes indescribable the all the emotions you're feeling before a show you know the i it was funny because i do get nervous i used to never get nervous and now i get really nervous <laughs> um but just the you know, just the I love being on stage. I just love the energy of people and looking in their eyes and singing with them and just the 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 connecting with people. And you know, I, I used to be like the last one to leave the club all the time. I'd be <laughs> hugging people, sweaty people, kissing people to like the very end. And it's like you think, I wonder, you know, will we be doing that again? Not very soon, but I, I really miss just, you know, meeting everybody in person and talking with people and singing to them and making them happy and just sharing that time. And it's, it's a indescribable really when you feel like you've done a great show and, and you've shared all that together. Yeah. I guess that physical contact is actually the, <laughs> The There piece. was a lot <laughs> yeah. to think about it. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think you artists, for example, um, enjoy, except that physical contact, of course, um, mm. you enjoy when you see that people are really enjoying in what you're doing, what you're playing, how are you playing, how are you behaving? Um, mm. And uh, we don't see this right now and we cannot react and you cannot see our reaction so i think this I is the biggest problem yeah i mean the things like with twitch and you can you know um you know text and connect has been amazing because you know people do they you know they talk a lot and you know that's why i miss like when you can actually you know, talk with people and they tell you like how the music has affected them and, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to, you know, talk to them about that and support them in that way in person. It, it is, it's, you know, it just makes me want to write more and more and more, <laughs> you oh, know, <laughs> yeah. it's perfect motivation, but exactly. I guess it is not the same, you know, when you, just read what they write you know, and see the reaction this way yeah. but it's different face to face yeah but hopefully this will end soon and we'll we'll get back to to normal life <laughs> yeah so um i think actually during this pandemic period um uh, of course it is, it is awfully bad we agree on that um but um This also helped a lot of people to open up, get out from their comfort zone, focus on something they always wanted to do, but they were missing courage to start it. And I was one of those persons, to be honest. And um, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and also, uh, speaking of the artist creativity parts, I think incre- it, it decreased a lot. Uh, because everyone started producing a lot more, like crazy. And I can de- definitely say <laughs> this for you as well. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it, I, th- I mean, that's all you had, really. And yeah, I think, I mean, it's been a roller coaster of, you know, up and down, you know. I think at first we were like, oh, wow, we get to chill out a second because we're constantly, you know, always on the move. But um, I haven't really slowed down <laughs> at all, <laughs> but I have written a lot of stuff and it's definitely had, you know, a good effect musically. But I think, you know, for me, it's like, it's, you need to live in order to write good music. So that part, you know, like being locked up or being, you know, not being able to go out or not being able to just live as much, you know, puts you in a different space for writing. But um, it's been good. It's been good. It's been hard. I think, you know, mentally it's like up and down um, to keep your, yourself up. Because I think a lot of people are going through a lot of things and we all are trying to help each other. And, you know, that affects us as well. So, but um, yeah, I think it's been very good writing wise. And just I played my guitar more and I've, did this whole Christmas thing. <laughs> I yeah, did this I whole Christmas concert <laughs> um, that I had fun with and um, definitely doing more of the Twitch. And uh, we've made a couple of videos. We made a video to lay down. We made Under the Midnight Sun during the pandemic that in masks. That was pretty challenging. You know, you get creative. It definitely makes you like stretch yourself and you have to be clever and figure out ways to do things. <laughs> um, so I, I agree. I agree with you. It's been it's been a combination of really good and 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 congratulations on you know doing what you have wanted to do and embarking on that that for yourself. Ah, that's stars. amazing. <laughs> yeah, but Real that's sweet. it's all about the start. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. So um, speaking of the creativity, um, well, you're also active physically active you're doing your workouts and you're doing your yoga every day and um, we all know that actually uh, physical activity increases um, endorphin dopamine and adrenaline Um, and this is why I also try to work out every day but since I started this uh, I don't have that much time and I hate it so much Um, but it's going to be better for sure Uh, so how important do you think uh, this physical activity is for creativity part Oh, it's, you cannot, I don't know people that don't exercise. I don't know how (laughs) they do it. I mean, I need it so much. And when my classes had stopped, I was like trying to figure out, you know, things I could do. And I started like doing, you know, weights, walking with weights on legs (laughs) for miles and miles and miles. And it's different from the yoga and actually I just started going back to yoga and doing it in a mask, which is very hard, (laughs) but in my life, it changed, you know, immediately. So for me, for me, I cannot exist without doing, no, I, I really have to. And it's like, I try to do it every day you know, like you, you know, it's like, you got to try to figure out how you're going to fit it in your schedule, <laughs> you know, no, and just it's, stick it's to it. Because I was working out every day for the last two years 
And then you look absolutely I, gorgeous. So <laughs> thank you, darling. Um, and then I started this, and I was so busy with everything, and I, I hate it because then I have that much time, you know, for this. But I need to figure this out as soon as possible. <laughs> no, and it it changes your your whole your mind. Literally. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, when I went back to the yoga, it was funny because it's, you, your core is so strong. You get so strong, you know, and I think that just helps with everything else, you know? So I think Completely. it's number Completely one agree. priority. <laughs> Completely agree on that. Okay. Uh, I have this feature, let's call it that way, uh, in every episode, uh, called blast from the past or down the memory lane. <laughs> so I want to talk about one of your projects that happened a long time ago, and I think it stopped for some reason, um, but it was amazing. So tell me more about Taxi Girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, again, I did that to sort of, have an alias for things that maybe people didn't know me for, you know, and um, because, you know, branding and wait, you know, when someone thinks about you, what do they think about? And, you know, you don't want to like do too many things off the grid, but I think that's kind of out the window now because people do whatever they want these days. <laughs> so, which is great. But um, then when I did the taxi girl, that was like sort of for my other projects. It was like another moniker I was using and I'm going to use it again. It's actually my publishing company too. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it was my little uh, way of keeping, I, you know, I'm from New York City and I live in L.A. So it was my way of keeping a little bit of New York City in my self. <laughs> Great. Um, so um, you are a vocalist. We all know that. Um, I asked this uh, many artists and of course I, I asked uh, Elke Klein in my first episode as well. And I heard his opinion uh, as a music producer and a DJ. But uh, I'm wondering how you vocalists see this, actually. Um, the importance of having vocals in electronic music and what difference does it make, if it makes? Uh, well, I mean, I think they're two different things. You know, even in my show, because I play a lot of my own stuff I like to do a little bit of half and half I mean there's there's people that only play vocals I think it's a sort of a personal a personal opinion you know um, I love a great song you know I think I think a great song is going to stick with you forever um, but there are amazing tracks as well that have melodic hooks and drops that will stay with you forever too. So, I mean, I think it's important to have, to have both, you know, I don't think one's better than the other at all. I mean, I'd love to do some tracks without vocals <laughs> as well. It was funny. Somebody the other day asked me, Jess, why don't you do a track with no words? And I said, 
Well, I actually did do one with no words. I did a, a sort of an intro track on In Search of Sunrise called Blossom, where it's just like sort of moaning mm-hmm. <laughs> and humming, you know, and it was one of the really, a really fun and beautiful thing to do. Um, but, um, you know, I, I personally love both. I don't think, I think one, I think it, some tracks really call for a vocal and need a vocal <laughs> and some tracks don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah but uh, I think it started actually being trendy right now because uh, we now have, for example, melodic techno and deep house uh, being really popular, at mm-hmm. least in Europe. Um, and the artists that are producing this kind of music include vocals so often mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's kind of weird you know, because we trans lovers uh, got used to this, you know, to hear vocals in, in the tracks. But, you know, having vocals in techno music, okay, it's not a pure techno music, but still, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's about melody. I think this is, this is yeah. the reason why they included uh, vocals right now. Well, you also like, I think, you know, either you're, you know, how do you remember a track? Do you remember a track by a lyric? You know, people have so many different ways of listening to music. You know, it's funny because vocalists listen to, when you're working, I always find it funny when you're working with people, of different musicians, you know, the guitarist is going to listen to the guitar in the track, <laughs> not the vocal. The vocalist is only going to listen to the vocal in the track. They're, they're going to be focused on it. Um, you know, the beat, the beat master is going to be listening to the kick and, you know, it's like, it's just funny. And people, you know, that enjoy music, listen to it. Some people love the lyric. They're going to listen, you know, and hear the lyric only. But um, with each track, I think it's just like what makes you remember it. That's what makes a great track. If you remember it, if you turn it on and turn it off and there's something that hits you. So, um, you know, I'm sure because music is changing every week. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. you know, people are very being very Um, you know, experimenting a lot these days. So combining things. And so, um, you know, you're going to hear a lot of different stuff out there now. I think we we can thank to pandemic thing. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think so. Thank you. Bad, but it it really is like this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, So you've been traveling a lot, of course. Uh, to a lot of different countries, continents, um, and you met so many amazing people. But what is that one special place you enjoy the most while performing and why? Yeah, that's a tough one, too. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because when I came back from from L.A., it, I hadn't been flying in a while, and it was so strange to, like, <laughs> you know, you're always in the airport. Mm-hmm. And hadn't been in the airport in so long. Um, God, you know, I've been so lucky to, to go to so many places that I never thought I would go to. Um, and every place is just magnificent, you know? Um, huh. 
Well, it's a hard one. I mean, you know, sometimes you get, you know, sometimes you don't get a lot of time to, to be in the country, but, um, you know, I got to see the great wall and I got to, I've been to China many times and have, um, explored and, uh, and done some great shows there. So uh, that's a very interesting and beautiful place that I've enjoyed because I do love, you know, cultures and history. I love, um, I mean, I, I love, where else have I been? I loved India, um, Indonesia, Brazil. I mean, it's hard to pick one. Really, Russia was amazing. I love Moscow and the culture. I love museums and the crowds are crazy there. Taiwan. So, I mean, I yeah. can't pick one. I This can't pick I one. I wanted to ask you about the crowd. Who is the craziest? <laughs> Who's the craziest crowd? Yeah. Well, yeah you got to go up to like scotland and ireland <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty crazy up there I but know. um yeah but uh you know um prague was beautiful mm -hmm. and lebanon uh there's just amazing okay it's, the whole it's hard <laughs> yeah 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 and america america yeah. all this i mean i could go on it. <laughs> it it's our dance you know it's our it's our audience they're just mm -hmm. they're excited you know you're gonna get it that's we're, we're happy music where we want to have fun so <laughs> you're gonna feel that wherever you go true um, okay, um, so we all know what kind of music you make and play, but how would you describe your music? With a couple of words. Oh, well, I think uh, definitely soulful. Um, um, you know, uh, emotional. I try to write things that aren't are just fun but i always am, i'm going i'm always going for the the heart you know so i think you know thought provoking um hopeful um soothing mm. yeah i can feel all that that's what i feel i know probably other people feel. <laughs> um you know so Well, when you're making that kind of music, you're sharing that feeling with everyone. So, yes, we all feel it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, let's play a little game right now. So, this is what I'm going to do in every episode as well. And uh, I'm going to show you this. I think I'm going to catch it in the camera because it's, it's a little bit weird right now. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. So, The, the game is called Simple, the truth, like truth and dare, but we're not going to play there. <laughs> not now, <laughs> maybe in some other episode. Um, so uh, over here you have, you don't see it. Okay. okay. Over here yep. you have seven numbers. Uh -huh. And uh, behind every number there is one question hidden. <laughs> and uh, you're going to pick three numbers. And I'm okay. going to reveal the questions behind those numbers, and I will need you to answer on those questions. <laughs> oh, no. It's nothing okay. scary. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, pick the first one. Okay, two. Two. Oh, what is your guilty pleasure? 
pleasure. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Wine. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Red or white? (laughs) Rosé. Oh, nice. (laughs) Good. Good one. All right. uh, Next one. Uh, Let's do uh, three. Three. I'm calling out the numbers here. Oh, uh, oh, if, if uh, a genie grant you three wishes, oh. what would you ask for? That's a, oh, well, um, well, to, to save all the animals in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am like, good, good. Um, you know, that my family and everyone stay healthy and live a long, beautiful life mm-hmm. and that I can continue to make music till the end, okay. <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And the third one. Okay. Six. 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 I like, I'm like calling out these numbers. Six. Okay. I just realized there is one question revealed already. <laughs> okay. Um, so six one says, uh, huh, one thing or a person you cannot live without. Oh, oh boy. That's a tough one. Um, one person or a thing or a thing. Oh, music or both. <laughs> no, come on. That is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well if it can't be music it's being able to create and do what you you know make music i think it's make music (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) i'm not gonna torture you anymore because i can't pick it i can't pick a person because i then someone would be very mad at me (laughs) Mm, yeah that wouldn't be fair (laughs) okay let's continue with a couple more questions um, so, uh, okay, you said uh, a little bit before about this, but I need to ask you one more time. Is there any artist you would like to collaborate with and you haven't had chance yet? Okay, we, oh. we know that you said Armin van Buren. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, it's like I'd love to do something with... Um, I know he's very famous, but Diplo. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> cool. Someone else or I guess there is a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to write some, I'd like to write something with, um, you know, I'd like to be in the room with like an Ed Sheeran and oh, see nice. how he writes. Yeah. I see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> cool okay um so we were talking about remixes before um i need to mention one remix that happened um in i think a few months ago and uh this remix was made by uh, a good friend of mine he he lives here in serbia as well uh we are talking about space motion um 
Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to invite him over here in the studio, but when he finds time, because he, I know he's so he is busy, on crazy tour right now. I think his manager, yeah. James, is doing amazing job, but you cannot catch him because of that, <laughs> but he will come over here. Um, so, um, for example, uh, okay, his remix of this track that you did with Alin Phil, I Won't Let You Fall, uh, is, if you ask me, is super amazing. Yes. Because I think he kept the original sound and he added his unique vibe and melody to it. Yeah. And this is one of those remixes that I really like. But generally speaking, I'm not a huge fan of people remixing legendary tracks. You know, I like the original more. Right, right. But, yeah, but you said that you, you like when people do, you know, remixes. And is, it is some kind of confirmation that you actually did something really well. Uh, so uh, what can you tell me about... I mean, you did a lot of collaborations this way. And I know that there is a lot of uh, remixes that happened uh, after this one. But for some reason, I like this one the most. So yeah. tell me, how was working with him? Well, I mean, I actually was, I was the last person to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, by the way, uh, Space Motion did a mix. But, um, you know, I've known him through friends for a while and I've seen how hard, you know, he works and all the amazing stuff he's come out. It's funny because I'm, I'm constantly listening to tracks, you know, every week. And I, I'm always like, I'm not looking at who, who did it. And I'm like, I like this, you know? So I just like his vibe, you know, he has mm -hmm. a great vibe and his work ethic is awesome. And he's a sweet, sweetheart and i really love what he did to this song yet too because he added a lot of ed you know i like the edge and the grit and the mm -hmm. the dr the drama you know there's a lot of drama in it mm -hmm. and it just has a good good beat it draws you in so i mean i was really excited to hear he did one um he's done a couple other ones um that will be coming out too so I'm excited for him because he's very busy and he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. I think he definitely uh, does. Um, so uh, what do you think about music nowadays? I think, um, and I'm not the only one who thinks this way, I guess. Uh, the music now sounds, it's like being recycled, if you know what I mean. Um, it's like... With those melodic techno or deep house sound, um, I think they are uh, going back to the old school sound, the old school tracks, and they are making something out of it in a new way, but they, they're keeping the melody, they're keeping the vibe that was before and mm -hmm. that, that, that disappeared in the meantime. But right now, I think it's returning in some way. So... What do you generally think about people doing? I, how I see this, and when I start listening to a lot of new tracks related to this kind of music, uh, I can hear a lot of similar sound to each other. You know, they, they pretty much look alike. Of course, mm -hmm. not, not every single track, but a lot of those tracks look alike. Like, we're missing some big creativity in those productions. This is my personal opinion. I'm just right. wondering what do you think about it? Well, I mean, everything is sort of 
secular and it sort of comes around, you know, the, the thing, you know, music is always borrowing from other music, you know, and, and definitely past music has that classic, you know, those are those like this, what I was saying about like how music sometimes transcends time and it sticks with you. It doesn't go away. You know, there's so much music out there now, you know, a song comes out and it's can be gone so quickly. Um, so, I mean, definitely borrowing from, you know, tracks that, you know, are, you know, ones that have stand have stood the test of time. I think people are, I have always been doing that. Um, and, you know, it's probably, you, it takes time before we get to that next level of where we're going in music. But I mean, I agree with you um, that it's kind of being rehashed over and over again a little bit, but um, I just think that it's probably we're in that growth period of figuring out where it's going to yeah. land. What's the next big sort of trend. But um, yeah, I think the same, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, do you have an advice for young people? Because I see a lot of them starting, are starting something new, but uh, soon after they give up for some reason. Do you think why this happens? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's so, it's, it's a very challenging business. I always say like, you know, when I started, I didn't really even think about it, like what kind of life it was going to be or what I was, you know, you know, I know what I wanted. I knew what I loved. I was following something that I just couldn't not do. Um, I think you have to just, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really not fair. Things are going to happen every day and you just have to be, I think it's people will probably stop just, it can be, it can really beat you up, but you have to be like a sort of, you have to have the right temperament. You have to go in knowing it's not going to be fair. It's going to be hard and you're going to have to try, you know, every every time you fall or every time you feel you failed or mm -hmm. you just have to keep going really it's that's really what i would tell them and i would make sure that they hone in on what's their strengths are and what's special about them and make sure that they're making music that they love and that they can be proud of because it's very hard to promote things you don't believe in, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very easy to promote something you do believe in and you will go to the ends of the earth to do that when you really believe in something in your gut, you know? So I think if you don't have big expectations, you'll be in a better place, you know? And you have to make sure you're really working on your goal every day and you have a clear plan of what where you want to go yeah that, that i agree on that definitely and i think they're impatient they want everything and they want it now <laughs> this doesn't happen this way yeah no <laughs> it doesn't i mean sometimes if you're very lucky but um yeah it doesn't yeah 
Yeah, that is that is really good. I mean, thank you for all of those ad- advices. So, young people, keep all of this in your mind <laughs> before and starting. It, yeah, and sort of enjoy, like enjoy. You know, it can almost be a game, almost too. You know, in like, mm-hmm. how am I going to maneuver through this? You know, and 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 look at the problems as more like, how am I going to solve this? What am I going to do differently? You know, and. And just, you know, keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. Good. Good one. Okay. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> this track at the beginning, uh, and I didn't expect you to mention it. Uh, so, Like a Waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, if we talk about the search of sunrise. And uh, I don't know. I know that this is one of your personal favorites as well. And um, but I need to talk about this topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, it is a bit tricky, um, but uh, I'm just wondering, uh, of course, if you're willing to share anything or you just say what you think and what actually you think it happened, because I know that people really want to hear this. Um, so um, what is your opinion about Tiesto, leaving Black Hole Recordings, leaving Trans generally, and leaving In Search of Sunrise project in 2007, I think it happened. So what was the reason for him to decide something like this, to leave everything just out of nowhere? Well, I mean, I don't personally know why, but I mean, I think as an artist, you just, you know, you have goals and ideas for yourself you know a lot of times we're doing things for many years in a certain way and we want to grow and sometimes you just have to completely go the other direction you have to make cha- you know changes in order to become you know go in the direction you feel or you see for yourself so i mean it's always a really hard thing to do to do that to really just stop and go another direction so i mean i i can only think for him that that is what he felt it was time he had done you know his what he felt he was going to do and it was time for a change you know and you get to that place where you're just like i must make a change and we all get there as artists you know you just get you do you do and you do you know the things you've done for a while the same way or different ways or making little changes and then you just have to go a different direction you know because if you don't we only have this this time in our lives and time goes so quickly and you have to make the right choices you know it's really important to make those right choices for yourself and it's not always easy and i know that wasn't a very easy decision mm-hmm. for anybody um but i'm pretty sure that that's probably what he you know he needed to go on the tiesto journey and i know it was probably he got so much for it you know <laughs> But, you know, if he came out on the other side, you know? Yeah, yeah. I understand everything. I completely understand that from, from artist's side. And uh, I 
I bow to that, but I don't approve it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all like, miss. It was hard. Yeah. It was a blow. Yeah. yeah. Nah, it's, for that music. Yeah. One of the, one of the worst um, things that happened in the, in the history of trans music. I think <laughs> every, every trans fan will agree on that. Yeah. It was a pivotal um, point. But it is what it is. Um, okay. Uh, so besides electronic dance music, who do you like to listen to? You said that, Shiran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I love recently because I've just been listening to different things. Um, I love The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, I like his play on melodies and words and things. I love, um, I like this group, Majid Jordan. Mm, not familiar. Love. I really love everything that they do. I just really like Drake is like a supporter of them. And I really, mm-hmm. really like them. Uh, what else do I listen to? Um, I mean, I do listen to a lot of playlists and stuff. As a writer, I'm constantly listening to what's out there, whether I agree with it or not. <laughs> But, um, you know, I don't really uh, turn on specific artists i just listen to a lot of different stuff but mm-hmm. if i was going to pick out a few those are that's what i was listening to the last days <laughs> that's that's good um okay um so do you find edm as a mainstream music um and do you think that would be actually the best to happen uh to the music scene or you think it is better to be more underground Well, I do think that it's definitely become part of the fabric of commercial music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's like very, I, I don't know, maybe in, in Europe, but in America, um, you know, obviously there were times when pop music didn't have four on the floor beats and things like that. So, I mean, I definitely think it's already kind of crossed over into that commercial spectrum, you know, section of music. Um, but it was fun when it was sort of a niche, niche thing. I think it, you know, it's hard, it's hard to say, but I think it's kind of reached, especially in America, I feel like it's EDM and um, obviously not trance, but the more progressive uh mm-hmm. big room and so like that's on the radio mm-hmm. um and it's made its way in so i think it's definitely commercial already and seeped in you know but um i don't know if if i, I guess like you know the trance and techno elements will probably seep into more modern music but i think that it's nice to have that underground It's yeah. our little piece, piece. Exactly. You know, keep it, keep it unique. Yeah, for the special people over there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, um, okay. So um, please reveal <laughs> to, to everyone listening, what can we expect from you in the near future? Hopefully when this thing hap- um, ends. Wow, <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> well, for the last uh, year, I guess, I've been trying to finish... Um, a double album I'm putting out called Memento, which is 
slated for the fall and I'm very close to finishing it. And some of the songs like Tight Wires and um, some of the remixes are um, have already been out from that record, but there's a lot of stuff that is has not been released. So that's coming out. Uh, tomorrow, Sunrise comes out, which um, with Ali and Pila. And uh, today, the Tight Wires video is coming out. Um, I have more songs coming from my artist album that will, will follow uh, Lay Down. And um, I have an, some acoustic versions of some tracks coming out because I love to strip down the songs. And a lot of the songs I write actually like that first. Some not, but, but majority of them I do. And um, I have a couple of collaborations coming as well. I have something with Dennis Shepard Company. I'm working on something with Giuseppe um, and a bunch more. Wow. This <laughs> yeah. sounds enough. <laughs> no, it's enough, a lot. Enough it's a good. Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm sure there is a lot more, but I cannot wait for, for all of that to, to happen, um, to be published. Okay, I, this was quite an interesting conversation. Thank you. <laughs> I needed to say it was my great pleasure to have you here. You. Unfortunately, not in the studio, but I think it was, it was uh, nice talking to you this way as well. And thank We're you gonna for... We're going to get there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for letting me and everyone watching uh, this to go on this journey throughout the music industry with you. Uh, and I really hope it was pleasant um, for you. It was you wonderful. Too. I'm glad. <laughs> so, um, hey, music lovers out there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed another episode of Connected by Frequency uh, podcast. If you did, please do not forget to subscribe, click on like uh, button, share this video with the world and leave a comment uh, if you can. I will uh, be super grateful. And um, remember, we are all connected by frequency. Until next time.